Um, we'd love to hear from you. Any questions, any comments, anything you want to say or any music recommendations, hit us in the link in the description of this podcast. It says click here to leave us a voicemail. All right, guys. Spotify wrapped. What do you think? Did you like yours? Did you not? You think it's kind of jacked up? I don't know. I disagree with mine. I think mine's better than usual, but I do disagree. Yeah. Um, so... I think my March was Morgan Wallen, which is, I believe, when his new record came out. But I find it hard to believe that he was my top album of the year when none of my top songs are Morgan Wallen songs. I just find I don't I don't know how that computes. I, I kind of think that him showing up as much as he did in a lot of people's was kind of rigged based on how long the record was. So if you wanted to listen to it all the way through, that was a lot. But then That's like, point, yeah. if you put on, if you put on, so I do this a lot. So some of mine gets thrown off by playlist that Spotify gives me. And then the popular songs from the really popular artists are always on the playlist near the top. So mm-hmm. that it, things get played, but also like just for, we listen to a lot of things for this show, just for us to be able to talk about it. Yeah. And the week of, we listen to it a lot. I think that the records that have more songs for because we did review that album. Um, I think that probably skewed the numbers on. Um, Andy, I have a question. How in the world, as you as a truck driver, did I listen to eleven thousand more minutes of music than you? I think. Well, don't you have don't you know, daily together though? No, no. I, uh, last year we did the Spotify duos. Oh, nice. So she has an entirely separate thing. Uh, she has her own wrapped. I did that because I got tired of her kicking me off to listen to Big Booty Mixes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I listened to 71,514 minutes of music. That's you- wild because I listened to the least of the three of us, which kind of surprised me. And I was at 49,000. And then when I saw a lot of our friends put it on Instagram, they were all at like 20,000s. Yeah, what am I doing? With I don't know life? what you're doing. Are you working? <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean I, like I said, yeah, I mean, I, and some of that might be just leaving it on all day while I'm at work. But you're a truck driver, Andy. I just couldn't believe I beat I you. I don't understand how either. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, exactly. You're all you're driving all the time. How in the world do I have 11,000 more minutes? I wonder if it doesn't count podcasts. Not for, well, no, no. Well, no, I don't know. I have listened to an ass load of podcasts. I think it would have to count I don't podcasts. Know. Is it totalized? I don't know. It's a great question. Because, you know, you have your page was like your favorite podcast. Mine was a sports talk radio uh, podcast. But I, don't, I still find that hard to believe, Andy. I will say, Andy. I do, too. Your top uh, genre was Red Dirt. That's believable. Actually, I don't know that that's even accurate, considering L.L. Langley's from Texas, correct? I think so, but I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I'm fairly confident. I think Dylan Wheeler. But she's not Red Dirt, though. 
She's actually more. Yeah, than, um, I'm just gonna. I was gonna give Spotify the pass on if they're from Oklahoma and in that category of yeah. artist, give them red dirt. But I think all these people are from Texas. Yeah. So that's I don't think's accurate. Treaty Oaks, Texas band. Me and me and Logan are CCM all the way. <laughs> well, mine was actually a different CCM. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. Country mine music. makes oh. sense though, and I'll tell you why. Like, my, so my CCM means contemporary Christian music. Oh, and okay. the reason that makes okay. sense for me is because when I get ready in the morning, I have a uh, brand which Brandon Heath made it into my top five artists. The others were country or country adjacent artists, but um, I, I have a Brandon Heath uh, mix from Spotify that I listen to in the mornings, getting ready for work, and I listen to on the way to work, and then on the way home, I listen to. All the other stuff like Zach Bryan's and Muscadine Bloodlines and all that stuff, but but yeah, that, that's why that one I, I believe just because every day I start off with a CCM playlist when I'm getting ready. Uh, okay, okay, Am I staying corrected. I thought that was just some kind of weird abbreviation that did in the link you sent. Um, yeah, other than the Morgan Wallen one, he was my lo- most list listened to artist in March. Other than that, I don't really remember listening to much. Randall right. King, yes, listen to an ass load of Randall King. I've been all over Randall King. Treaty Oak, yes. All over Treaty Oak. Hardy, yes. I, yes, I can see Hardy. And then Stained, of course. Um, <laughs> Stained was my top played song of the year. That was the song they released on my birthday. The A Sad, B Sad single they did on their new album. Um, and then we have Ode to Bourbon, which, as we talked about, Logan, there was a revival of Treaty Oak on the golf trip. That we went to this all yeah, every time we got week, in the truck, yeah. Kyle. We people have heard to say it a bunch of times before, but every time we got in the truck, <laughs> Kyle started with that song. Yes, yeah, the revival. Hey, um, was, was the fast car was that Luke Combs cover or was it? Yes, just, it was. No, for, was for a guy yeah. that that I didn't like it, I hated it. First. I, yeah, yeah, I hated it. It made his top five songs. <laughs> yeah, I, it took a while. Um, you know, number three was uh, that's why we fight uh, Langley and uh, Co. Wetzel. Love that song. Um, yeah, fast car, Luke Combs took a long time to grow on me and I took a many lessons but once it grew on me it was very good then we have a match in the water and that's a metal song but nobody cares um so um yeah but I just I find it hard to believe I'll, Hardy was my most played artist I, I don't believe that you mean Wallen yeah Wallen excuse me yes, yes. well the thing that I'll, I find interesting Kyle that you said earlier uh before we started recording is how you listen to 71,000 minutes on Spotify. (laughs) Like you beat out Andy and he's a truck driver. I don't believe that either. Andy should have the most by a mile. Do you play it at nighttime when you fall asleep? Sometimes. Yes. If you don't know the answer, you do. (laughs) No, not all the time. Most of the time I fall asleep watching TV. Um, Yeah, cut grass. I think most of it probably comes from work. But I just Bluetooth on the speaker at work. And then a lot of times I think I just forget that it's hooked to it because I just turn my volume down. And I have fallen asleep a few times at work with my AirPods in. And um, that might be some of it. But that doesn't add up to 11,000 more minutes. Right. I, just, I don't know I'm where it went. Like- I really only have a couple of gripes with mine, but it also makes me think that the whole thing might be rigged. I got Treaty Oaks number one. That's a hands down. L.O. Langley number two, completely understandable. 
Morgan Wallen at three is the one I don't see. Because then it goes Dylan Wheeler. I believe that because I listened to his album from last year, a lot this year. And then Hardy at number five. And Zach Ryan's at number Wheeler six. Or Walker Wheeler? Dylan Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> you kick, there's no way I listen to Morgan Wallen enough to be at number three. And this I, is... Go ahead. Like I've listened to Hardy way more. The That's only same. thing I can think is if Spotify is skewing uh their uh like if they're just taking Hardy's album, Mockingbird and the Crow, and because Wallen's featured on the album mm. that they're yeah. skewing it to include Wallen if you play the Mockingbird and the Crow. Which makes no sense. But it wouldn't make sense for the other tracks that he's not on. That would only make sense if you played Red a million times. But like, I I, I, I do agree with... That's the only way I could fathom it. I do agree with you guys that I think something's up with this Morgan Wallen thing because he was listed as my number one artist and I did not listen to him the most this year by any means. I listened to his record a lot when we were going to review it and I listened to it a little bit after that. And there were so many songs, there were lots of streams, right, for for one artist. Like, I, I realized that. But he was not my number one artist this year. Number two was Zach Bryan. He was my number one artist for this year. I listened to Zach Bryan more than I did anyone. Um, Ernest, I really liked the record he put out. Uh, I listened to that a lot. Muscadine Bloodline, their new album was a banger. I listened to that a lot. And then, like I said, Brandon Heath, I have the Brandon Heath next to the list in the morning. So that made sense. But Wallen being at the top, much less even in the top five for me, made no sense whatsoever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's funny that it's all of us saying it about the same artist. It makes you wonder if it, if they're like, if there's a grand conspiracy here. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think it is. I mean, because even some of that album was last year. Yeah, I'm just like, eh. mm. yeah, mm. I can give you another example here. It told me my number one song. That's why we fight by Lil Angley. It said I played it 248 times this year. One time thing is at number three. Call me crazy, but there's been times I played one time thing 20 times in a row. I have played that song every day since the first time I heard it. There is no way I've played that under 250 times. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm with you on that. I, I have the same kind of gripes about the, my list, too. I just don't, I don't, I know I didn't listen to that new album by Wallen that much for it to be listed up there. Zach Bryan, 100% I listened to more than any other artist this year. I know that for a fact. Yeah, Wallen was number one for March. When his album came out, Randall King, Trio, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, when they, I went through, yeah, I remember that because they did that this year where they went through the months of who was your top played artist. The only month that Wallen was on there was March when the album came out because, again, yeah, same here. Like we listened to it for the show. And I, I know that I've played him some at Tailgates on a big playlist because, you know, the generally we play more popular, um, mainstream stuff at the tailgates because people don't really want to listen to <laughs> our uh, sad songs at, at a tailgate, but it was, he was never my top artist any other month. So that's why I don't understand mm, how him. he was at the top. Oh, well, it's not that. Oh, uh, there, but, no, the damn but, Swedes. It, but it is curious because it happened all three of us. Yeah. There's damn Swedes. Yeah, I, I mean, look, if anybody else had something off like that about your rap that you just think is weird, hit us with a voicemail. We'd love to hear about it because we're all we were all kind of like surprised by that a little bit today. But uh, 
But now switching gears here, Andy was talking about listening to one time thing a million times. There's uh, been a record that we've all been listening to a bunch of times because it's probably been the most anticipated record on this podcast in quite a while. Um, it's the new Treaty Oak Revival record. Have a nice day. Came out last week. Uh, Treaty Oak. You know, we were a little later to the game than the people that got in real early because No Vacancy came out in 2021. We didn't really listen to it until parts of 22 and 23, I believe. And we, But it was an instant hit for us. Like we've We've been... Huge fans of this band ever since. Uh, we loved their sound. And then, you know, we were waiting to get new music from them on their new project. They announced it. It came out on Friday. We've all been talking about it in the group chat. And I think that, you know, my take on this record is pretty concise here. One, they, it seems like the sound of this record, they leaned it a little bit more rock than they did on the last one. But the overall, you take like the uh, Sam Canty's vocal, his songwriting style, and then the leaning a little bit more into that grunge influenced rock. And what do you get here? I saw a couple of people say this on Twitter and I 100% agree. You get unabashed Western grunge here. And I, I'm all about it. Like it's just banger after banger after banger after banger. And, but the songwriting didn't suffer. This is a concert ready. Uh, like a live show ready record in my opinion um, not to mention that the album art pretty sick oh yeah cigarettes eight ball lighter yes Andy I think very it was you that said that's very uh, grunge influenced itself it looks like straight out of the 90s in Washington yeah I would agree Andy I love how they released the album we've only heard one song off the album no singles 10 song album all they do two weeks before the album comes out hey guys album's done we're gonna put it out it's just the way it should be done thank you thank you so much for saying that agree. We agree. i totally agree with andy. banger instagram preview clips that's oh, it yeah. oh yeah exactly andy i believe when we covered uh the last album you said this was your most hyped or anticipated band since turnpike does it live yes. up to it is it a yes 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 okay. yes i am more pleased with this album than i was with the when when this was going on with turnpike it would have been the pike troubadours i'm more satisfied with this turnpike troubadours grew on me over time it wasn't a the album but, no that like, wouldn't give me a funny look this wouldn't have been the Turnpike Troubadours in the chronology. This would have been... Uh, it was the, a silver album. No, no, no. So not counting the one that's hard to get. Though I'm talking about just strictly the ones that are available on Spotify. Goodbye, Lonely Street. Or normal. Goodbye, Normal Street. Uh, fuck, I don't know why I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm screwing this up. Goodbye, Normal Street. I'm thinking about the silver album. The yeah, Turnpike but, Troubadours, right? I, I thought you were saying like being their second record. Maybe I'm misunderstanding you. No, no, no. The, the uh, for Turnpike, it, the release would have been the album Turnpike Troubadours. I'm more satisfied with I, this I'm not than I was. I'm not following the connection. Is what I'm. Asking. I think he's saying his second album he heard. No, no, Andy. Or, no, no. I girl. didn't say second. Oh. Yeah, what but like say? I'm not seeing the connection though. Is what I'm asking because if you're making a. The next second album to second album. That's just a random record no, 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 to compare no, no. it to. Uh, album I'm hyped about. 
Oh, I get what you're saying. Like being the, a Turnpike the next fan. One out, waiting yeah. for that. Once okay. we got in, the next one was the Turnpike Troubadours album that came out. Yeah. That album grew on me over time a whole lot. I'm more gotcha. satisfied in, in week one with Have a Nice Day than I was Turnpike Troubadours. I love Treaty Oak. Do not agree with that, but that's <laughs> personal taste. Uh, but I love that's this first week record. taste. Yeah, I, but I, but you know, I love this Treaty Oak record. I'm with you on that. I mean, what do you guys, you know, they, so I'm, I'll give my only, because I know you two are not going to agree with me here, but I'm going to give my only constructive criticism of it. And, but this by no means takes away from the album because I've been playing it on repeat. I do think that it could have probably uh, benefited from one or two, a little bit more like slower tempo songs that the rock guitars weren't quite in your face because a lot of and this isn't just a well logan's not as big of a this type of rock fan as we are this is just in general great rock albums historically have had you know at least a ballad maybe two yes and you can make it maybe make a case for chasing my tail which is probably one of the best songs on the record in my opinion but i i do think it's it's like this is a concert ready record it's like i was saying it's just it's go it's go it's go it, it might have some that are a little more mid tempo, but the but the rock guitars are right there. They're up in the mix. It's um, all gas, no brakes, no doubt yeah. about it. I think um, that I think that if you had brought them up and then brought them down for a moment and then brought them back up towards the back half of the record, I think the sequencing probably would have been a little bit more, a uh, little bit better in my opinion. But I'm really splitting hairs and getting nitpicky by, by even saying this because this was a fantastic album. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would agree most. Fantastic rock albums have a soft or acoustic ballad on it. Um, I mean, even Coetzel has a slow song on there. Have y'all seen his uh, Christmas album he's going to do? Dude, did y'all see the promo for that on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. Shit is hilarious. I forgot to send that to y'all today because I saw it earlier. At I lunch watched and I was it like, yeah. a day or two ago, yeah. I'm glad that y'all saw that because I was dying laughing at lunch. I was like, that's pretty Shit is phenomenal. You see, I don't like Christmas music, but the promo for it was something I, I found to be quite enjoyable not to get too far off topic but my favorite thing of that whole thing was all the people that were butthurt and it was like gd makes a christmas record but still no country records oh <laughs> 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 like, yeah true shit yeah but but yeah uh, yeah funny as fuck but where are y'all where i mean what are y'all's thoughts on like the the sonic direction because like i said this is it's not a big departure by any means from the last record but it is a little bit more rock leaning than the last record was this is the shit that i grew up listening to yeah it fits their hype videos on instagram too the the atmosphere i've never been to a show but the atmosphere they portray on instagram it fits yeah now i i'm not saying this to uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate a la Kyle here. Yes, please do. Because this is Kyle's forte, so I'm turning the it tables is. on him. It is, yes. In, to my ear, I think this is a, uh, sounds a little more grungy than the post-grunge rock era that you guys grew up on. I don't know the post-grunge. Um, I think it's in the grunge era. Eh. But the, the define, music define you the grew up on, the bands you like, they're the post-grunge bands. Like I, I'm not saying this is grunge music. I'm saying it's more grunge influenced. I think it's more akin to that than it is the early 2000s bands that that you guys like. I'm just I'm asking this to see y'all's opinion on it. I'm not saying that it is just, or it isn't. This are you talking about post grunge is in AKA anything after Nirvana? 
Well, the, like there's a stark difference between like Soundgarden and Nirvana and yes, yeah, Bane and into the Nickelbacks and Creeds. Like it's not like that they're you know too too different, but they they are different. They're they're not considered the same type of rock music. One was a precursor to the other. Yeah, yeah. I would tend to, uh, yeah, probably so. I was never really that big on Nirvana. I was more of a Foo Fighters guy myself, but you know, I was, I think, one or two members of Nirvana. But um, I also came up on the new metal scene. Yeah. <laughs> the chocolate yeah, starfish. No, don't flavor water. I'd agree. It's more Soundgarden than anything, but Soundgarden was different than Nirvana and yeah, like Pearl Jam. They were yeah. yeah. You can actually and hear the not, lyrics in this instead of Pearl Jam. This definitely <laughs> way more two thousands than Soundgarden. Yes, yeah, I agree. You think it's more two thousands than Soundgarden? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with Andy. That's fair. I mean, look, I said those, these are just opinions. I I disagree. But these, I, I was curious y'all's takes on it because I knew y'all were really into that 2000 stuff growing up. So that's why I wanted to know what y'all thought. I think like Soundgarden was more like a lot of like, I guess it's tuned down guitars. Yeah. This, I'm guessing. This just, the feel of this record feels more grungy to me than it does 2000s rock, I guess is what I'm getting at. I when don't you know think if, grunge, what are you thinking? I'm thinking like the, the movement out of Seattle in the early to mid 90s. It really started like, late 80s. Like uh, so, there, if we go back and we, we can do this when we get done recording, but if we go back and listen to all those bands that came from that movement that are considered grunge bands, right? They are, they're not, they all don't sound the same. That's my criticism of the two thousands rock movement is I think it all sounds the same. I think the production is all the same. And I think the voices tend to sound the same where I think the, their grunge bands had more variety. Like, you know, Soundgarden didn't sound like Nirvana. Nirvana didn't sound like Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam was really more a grunge influenced band who played arena rock. If we're being honest. But Pro they're Jam a little sucks. more mainstream sound. Sorry, I said it. Pro Jam what? sucks. Pro Jam sucks. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. Stone Temple Pilots and, is, is yeah, grunge, Stone, right? Uh, they're out of the, yeah, probably. They're mid-90s. They're mid-90s. I think I think they're the oddball of the big three, if I'm not mistaken. I they, This does sound Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Not as much like Nirvana and Soundgarden, but yes, yeah, Stone yeah. Temple Pilots, definitely. I guess if we even put it in decades, I think to my ear, this sounds more 90s influence than it does 2000s influence, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can get behind I, that because it, it's not as produced as, say, a early or middle Creed and early Nickelback. Yeah. It's a fairly so. even mix of, of both. So I can easily see that going either way. I also think the songwriting is infinitely better than anything Nickelback ever did. <laughs> oh, God. Nickelback gets so much hate. They have so many bangers. Look, I, but, I, I like Nickelback. I would go see them in concert, but I'm not yes. going to say I'm a huge Nickelback guy. I think that it's more just no. like fun music, but their music's kind of dumb. All right. Here's they have and, some here, good ones. Their yeah, album right, here, cuts are pretty good, but yeah, they got some dumb ones. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, they have some terrible ones. Um, look, you got to dig to find the good ones. Yeah. All right. I have an interesting question to propose to you. Nickelback has a very different sound on most of their albums. They get really heavy, almost metal guitar yeah. on some of their songs. 
this song has nowhere near that. Almost all the guitar is almost very similar. Do you prefer that or the even Creed? Creed has some almost very heavy guitar. Where you said your criticism of this was there's no soft ballad. Would you prefer this or more of a? No, I, I prefer this, but you okay. got to think about the context of what I was saying. Yeah, like, I understand I was what you're saying. saying I was in terms saying. of sequencing of the record, I think yeah, a yeah. ballad somewhere in the middle or to or right before you get to the last three songs would have helped. Into because I so it, speak, yeah, I know what you're saying. Bringing circle back to my Spotify rap, my my yes, cer- but my Spotify uh, wrapped. Uh, well, yeah, good for Nickelback, Andy. Um, but my <laughs> Spotify rap said that like I'm that was to I'm your a, point. I'm a hypnotist. Um, uh, when it comes to listening or hypnotic, whatever it said, it said that I, I listen to records first track to last track, and I like I, I go in order. So I, yeah. it's like it doesn't. People aren't going to really either agree with me on this as much in the modern day because people listen on shuffle and in playlist. You know what I mean? Whereas if this was a CD and we were listening, or or even better, a vinyl, like you're going to listen to it in order. You can you have to on a vinyl. Yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody listens to it. Like no, that people don't do that anymore, though. No, they just add three or four of their favorites on the. Yeah. But no, I was interested. I was curious y'all's thoughts on that because, like I said, I knew y'all were big on like I know Andy likes a lot of the '90s stuff, and I know Kyle, you like a lot of the late '90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s stuff. So I was curious yeah. y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah. Now, in terms of the uh, the songwriting on this. I, I love the ground that this record covers. Uh, just oh, it's kind of songs good. about dealing with personal demons, songs about feeling like you're kind of stuck spinning your wheels, uh, chasing your tail, if you will. And, you know, songs that are about just things aliens. that are working out. Talking about aliens. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, no, no joke. The first time I listened to this record, I was in an attic. <laughs> so I wasn't looking at song titles. Yeah. And, I played Close Encounters at least three times on repeat because Wait, you I think swear to God. Aliens? Yes. I don't think it's about aliens. Close Encounters? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's about aliens. I took that song very differently than you did. Interesting. Let's I just... think it's both, actually. I took it as, you know, seeing as believing. I could, well, I could see Andy's point now, actually, talking about both being being all right so yeah so the first time i listened to them i didn't have any song titles i was just listening to it as about religion fair well see this is what changed my whole the song title solely influenced my opinion because the first time i listened to it i was like yeah it's just song about god and then when i I was just listening to my headphones over and over again Mm -hmm. i was in an attic and when i finally put it on my bluetooth speakers in my truck I was like, Close Encounters. Oh, shit, this is about aliens. And the part that makes me really, it gives it away, is when he's talking about they steal his lambs, they 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 drove through his wheat field. I thought of, you know, crop circles and shit. And then his, uh, I think, it's, is it his dad in the song? It's just like, nope, shut up. Don't say nothing. People are going to think you're crazy as hell. Uh, okay. I, I, think, your, I see your point. I now. think it, I think it's what, it's, it's a story about aliens, but the underlying meaning of the story is Logan's point. It'll be true. There's an underlying underlying meaning to the story of the aliens. 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I just took it like what his dad was saying was seeing is believing. It's like, nah, nope, nope, shut up. Don't say nothing. People are going to think you're a, a kook. Is that a bad word now? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, they're going to think you're a crazy person. Nope, just, just keep it to yourself. You saw what you saw. Huh. I, I can see both your points on that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that, listening for that, because, I, I, yeah, my initial take on it was very different. The main I've, reason I I've had both takes. The main reason I was listening to this song so many times is because it is after the best song on the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fishnets. Yeah, God, so fucking Dude, fantastic. That song in particular, I think, God, was the best so example of songwriting on the record because yes. just you, it, it being a story song about a hooker, and it it, it kind of has two two semblances of a story, but the main uh, protagonist is the hooker, right? She yes. hangs out on the corner. And then there's the guy that's cheating with her while he takes off his ring. She takes off her shirt and he's got a, a wife at home putting the kids away. And then they do that dirty thing. But then the, you know, the worst part about her job isn't having to make a quick buck by, uh, by, you know, she wants to be his wife. Well, it's like, she just she wants, wants what is, she wants to be a wife is the way. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She wants what his wife has. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. She, she doesn't want to have to be wearing the fishnets on the street and, you know, prostituting herself out. She wanted to, she wants to go back to the time where maybe her life got derailed and she started exchanging sexual favors for money and her life. She didn't have the, the picket fence and the kids running in the yard kind of thing. Like I thought this was a very well, like it was very well written. Song. Oh, it hooked me from the first time. Yeah. To me, that whole song is a setup for one line that just sets the song off. It's the what is the uh, she's breaking up. What I can't remember exactly how it goes. She's breaking apart a home that she always wanted. Yeah, she's wrecking. Yeah. She's tearing apart the home with this for guy. an hour in the sheets. But, yeah, but, yeah. But what yeah. he has is what she wants. But she's contributing to tear home wrecking that marriage. I just love that line. The way it's put yeah. in there. She wants what his wife has, but she's contributing to the home wrecking. And, and yeah, but she, and the worst part about it is that she feels worse about doing that than she does degrading herself by being a hooker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and being a hooker gets her further away from what she wants, which is what he has or what his wife has. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it's his wife in the singular sense it's just she wants the the theory of what they have yeah yeah she wants, yeah, she wants i don't think it's him and have a husband and a family is what it comes yeah, down it's to not instead him she's in fishnets yeah. and being a prostitute yeah. <laughs> yeah. fantastic song though man great song yeah i mean it'll get it so like i've always said great writing this is not just songwriting but like if you can take a controversial issue and write it fantastically where even something I may even disagree with, you make me contemplate. Um, I'm not saying I disagree or disagree with this song, but if you I was can very write pro hooker, yeah, I, well, <laughs> I mean, it's, the oldest, it's the oldest profession in the world, but, uh, <laughs> but if you can write a story or a song that even is a core belief of mine and make me think about it, that's, that's hard to beat. It's you're like, wow. Hmm. All right, well, you've made me, you know, think about it. I think that is the greatest example of, like, writing you can have. It's lazy to just be like, no, I'm right, you're wrong. You can subtly change change somebody's mind, not just mine, but anybody's mind, with a, with a clever story. That's, that's fantastic. 
No, yeah, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Another song that I really, really liked was um, That Grew On Me Late. It was one that I kind of liked at first, but It Grew On Me Late was Have A Nice Day, the title track. Um, just the, I think the chorus is going to be a great sing-along chorus in concert. And then the slight change in the melody um, where it says, there's no point in getting angry, so I'll fake a smile and wave. I hope that's the swinging door hits you on the way. Thanks for your time, girl. Have a nice day. Um, the melody is a little bit different in the first part of the course leading up to that. And that, that just tickled my ear the right way for lack of a better phrase when that part happened. But, you know, seeing a girl across the room you used to be involved with and then kind of taking the high road, even though you sometimes don't want to. That bass intro tickled my ears. <laughs> Andy, you got any thoughts? The line about the swinging door hitting you on the way out. I, li- I like that. I like how it generally is don't let the door hit you. He's like, nah, let it hit you. <laughs> Andy, you're so vindictive. I like the pettiness of it. Yeah, so vindictive, bro. Andy, I know that you said you were a big fan of Wrong Place, Wrong Time. That's fantastic. Another great melody. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great melodies. I. <laughs> To me, that song is kind of, it's more of the, uh, oh crap, it's a word I use all the time that I can't think of. What kind of person are you when you're doing debauchery? Right. Degenerate. I knew it started with a D. To me, that song is, that, (laughs) that song is kind of more of a degenerate version of Chasing My Tail. And I appreciate it. No, yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I was going to talk about too. Because I think that they're similar songs, but different at the same time, because with Wrong Place, Wrong Time, you're kind of in the throes of your demons, of the things that you you know you can't live like this long. Uh, like, of course, says, I can't win for uh, losing, playing this game. Can't run from my past or my last name, which is a fantastic line. Loves that line. Mm-hmm. Love that line. Because you can't. You can't run from yourself. Can't run from who you are, your last name. But at the same time, you, you keep finding trouble. You keep repeating the same mistakes over and over. You're kind of in within that battle with whatever problem or addiction you have. Um, and I think that encapsulates this song very well. Love that. Whereas Chasing My Tail, you, you know, it's not so much about the addictions or demons you have. It's more like you feel like that. It's more the after result, right? Of you've yeah. lived your life a certain way for a while. And then when you, maybe you're starting to try to get things you're trying to pick yourself up, just get knocked back down, right? And then you feel like you're 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 spinning your wheels. You feel like your life is going nowhere. Actually, now that I've just thought of it, it's a good analogy. It's actually it's pretty similar to one time thing. Wrong place, wrong time is when you're doing all these things, but you're still having fun with it. You're enjoying doing it. But then when you move to chasing my tail, you're doing the same things, but you're no longer having fun with it. You know, it's kind of it's the one night stand thing keeps recurring. They're like, ah, I don't want to be a one night stand. And then the cycle repeats itself. And whereas in like wrong place, wrong time, it's still fun. You're you're at the first half of one time thing. Chasing my tail is you're in the second verse of one time thing. Yeah, like to your point Not fun there, anymore. To your point there, using the one night stand analogy, it's like that episode of New Girl when uh when Nick is sitting there and they're asking him about all these girls that he's been sleeping with and they're like what uh, do you feel good about yourself nick and he goes not really but then i start to feel really good <laughs> he's like but then after that i start to feel really bad again 
Well, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, I think at some point in the song, he says, uh, the only way he can keep himself straight is through the hard times. Reminds me of something of my uh, late grandfather told me. If you're going to be stupid, you might as well be tough. Might as well do it the hard way. You're going to be stupid. And, you know, I think we've all lived by that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to do it the hard way. We're going to be stupid as hell. I think both these songs can be very relatable on, on some level to to most people. Maybe not I everybody. Think, I think like, I'm more in the wrong place, wrong time phase in my life because you know, <laughs> I am chasing my tail. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm in more in the chasing my tail phase in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a little more mature than me. I don't think I'm still in the wrong place, wrong time phase. I think I might be with Kyle. <laughs> You know, people, you know, you get burnt and shit by people that, you know, I don't want to, I don't really know how to say this. You do some dumb shit with a bunch of people and then they're just like, oh, well, you know, he was there, blah, blah, blah. He was with me. Okay. I was at the wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I'm still in that face more so than the chasing my tail. I'm still a degenerate. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I mean, glad, think, I'm glad you're you're ahead of us, Logan. Well, very, you are the most mature of us three. Well, no, that's not the. It's not the matter of being ahead of somebody being mature. It's just about how you feel about things. It's uh, like, yes, yeah, fair. Yeah. Chasing my tail is more like you know you pick yourself up, you get knocked back down, and it says it just feels like no matter what you do, you're just you're stuck. You're yeah, spinning, you're running a giant spinning your wheels, or as the hook of the song, because you're kicking yourself your down. You're yeah, but it's like. You you just for whatever reason, even if you're doing it to yourself, you're chasing your own tail like a dog in the floor. Yeah, yeah. Like Andy said, the wrong place, wrong time. You know, you know the stuff's kind of screwed up, but you're chasing your tail. You're still, having a li- you're still having a little fun doing. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the least probably sophisticated song of the album. That I enjoy just because it's fun is See You in Court. <laughs> song is pretty funny. I, it's I just funny. Pick, yeah. I didn't pick up on the line about the paternity test until like, yeah. this week or yeah. yesterday, rather. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> bitch, I'll see you in court. <laughs> I can see that one being a loud one at a, at a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, this one that's, feels like a, got a, hook a Co it. Wetzel song. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Exactly. One of those like kind of angry, like, screw you bitch kind of songs that Co Wetzel does very well. And it's, it's just awesome in concert. I think you're right. Like hearing that live would be awesome. You know, everybody's gonna be screaming, bitch, I'll see you in court. Yeah. What what do you say? Something like, uh, come take all mine. Call my lawyer. I'll take half yours in due time. Some shit. (laughs) Very, very vengeful. (laughs) Yeah. I know that um, Andy, you were talking about at the very beginning. I was curious if it ended up being one of your favorites. You heard like a, a clip of in between, and you were like thinking that it was going to be before you even heard the record. It was going to be one of your favorites. Did did that pan out to end up being one of your favorites, or is it just one you just like? Let's see. I'm gonna say that might be around number four or five on the album oh, for yeah, me. Same. That was the one on there. Uh, I do Insta definitely story, right? like it. Yeah, I do too. That was the one on their Instagram yeah. story, right? Before they released them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. I kind of like it because it's it's like telling the girl, hey, you know, 
why can't you do something good, say something nice? <laughs> why you have to yeah. be such such a bitch all the time? <laughs> <laughs> More to the table. Now, did y'all pick up on the fact that there's really only one love song on the record, and you have to really kind of kind of listen to pick up that it's a love song? The album opener, "Stop and Stare." That was my least favorite on the whole album. That one's growing on me, but like it's it's really like the only love song here. That song really grew on me. I was with Kyle at the beginning. Like the 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 line that really makes me laugh, and I think it's gonna go over well because I I just I feel like the Treaty Oak fans are similar in in how the concert will be for a co concert. The line that I think is gonna go really over well is talking about the slut in the red <laughs> red and black tube yeah. top. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like the term slut. That just gets me jacked. <laughs> <laughs> you get your own jazzed up. It's just something you don't hear in songs often, you know? So it's like... That, no, yeah, it's true, yeah. There's a little bit of the shock chorus, factor. Not that it's like a terrible, terrible word for people to say. Like, it's not like a curse word, but it's like... It's a little edge to it. There, there's a little bit of edge to it because it's not something you hear all the time. The, the opening line to the chorus just sucks me in every time. I can't get enough of it. One, it's how good it sounds. It's probably my favorite sounding line on the whole album. But it was, and my heartbeat sounded like rain on the rooftop. I've never heard that said before. I like the line itself. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm with you on it's that. It's a very I, good way of saying oh, you have a fast heartbeat. It's very, it, I love the way he says that and the way it sounds. Yeah. It's like, you know, kind of basically seeing the girls kind of getting you. Like you're really attracted to her, so your heart's skipping a beat, so to speak. Like rain on the rooftop. I, I love that that picture that's painted there. I'm with you on that. And the way he says rain just pulls you right in. And then he says slut right after it. And it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm hooked. I mean, the funniest part of this song is she is just truly toxic, but she is gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the takeaway. I think he can't stand Make you stop her. and stare. Yeah, I mean, it was a jet black hair and green eyes. Oh yeah. But, Again, the painting the yeah. picture of what the girl looks like. I think oh, was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And then he says something. Um, God, what does he say about um? God, what? Oh my gosh, slipping on my nose. The next verse after that, where he's talking about he was a wicked woman and she yeah, wicked woman church and she had it out for me. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, she is just a terrible person, but she is gorgeous. I Damn want you to ruin my life. <laughs> yes, ma'am, please ruin my life. <laughs> that would be a good one to see a music video for. I think so, too. I think that and Fishnets yeah, would be a phenomenal music video. Kyle likes to slut the red and black two top and the hooker. <laughs> they make phenomenal. I mean, just the imagery of the two songs make great music videos. He's like, I'd like to see the the imagery he painted. They actually uh, videographer capture it. Yes, I would um, get Austin Mead and Geo to find the women because they have a fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're like whoever produced Austin Mead's video, of the bowling alley. Yeah, we're gonna get that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy and uh, the guy that uh, did Geo's uh, school uh, teacher. Yeah, let's, let's hire yeah. him. And I, I believe, I hope I'm not saying this wrong, but I believe that um, Taylor Kimball produce this record who's you know is the uh, co-producer right. did a lot of austin mead stuff um yeah. did some stuff with brian chance that we had on a few weeks ago uh but i believe because this sounds like a taylor kimball produced album because he does that kind of texas like rock sound very very well you know which as most people probably know it best from co wetzel 
Yeah, absolutely banger, but top to bottom. The only song that we haven't really discussed, and I know it's not one of y'all's favorites, but it's really grown on me, is Haunted House. I think it was one of the singles we heard uh, before the record yeah, released. That came out last year. 20, actually, I want to say that came out before. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Came yeah. out before that, I believe. I get why Stay Tuned isn't on this, but I love Stay I Tuned. Some, I was surprised by that. Yeah. But I, I did like Haunted House, though. Um, I, I just does basically she's not physically there, but she's still there and she, you can't you can't get rid of her. Can we talk about I'm pretty worst? sure. No, that was the other Instagram preview. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I can't remember if we talked about this one on the show on a song roundup one week or not. We might have. We might have. Yeah. We've covered I a lot of songs over the last. Season. Yeah, we have. Just put a massive load of songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, <laughs> switch over. We're going to draft the track list like we like to do sometimes when we review these records. Uh, bring up everyone's favorite part here on the show. All right, Logan gets first pick. Let's just skip it. Well, who's we second, me or Andy? Who's second, me or Andy? All right. I think we should riot if Logan wins again, which he already does. We already know. I ain't about to the wheel, wheel out. Yeah, you're gonna win first place. I look. I put yeah, a well, million good to see different it, options rigged. in there. So, so you, hey, you said that last time. You still won. Oh, as you look there, Logan D. Berry has won again. What kind of bullshit is this? I. I can't control that. We oh yeah, we I even put my name in no second instead don't. of first this time, and it's still oh, yeah, still yeah, one. Okay, yeah. I get yeah, the first. We, we're not seeing the macros that you're writing in the background. Yeah, because I'm definitely a coder. Right on the line. Yeah, fuck you, trucker um, Andy. <laughs> all right. Like I said Andy said mainly who was gonna get second. Me or you? Well, looks like I got first. Kyle second. Andy third. I'll kick it off with probably my favorite song on the record, which is chasing my tail. Uh, like I said, just the, this is one of the, one of the few, like kind of more tamer moments production wise on the album, uh, which, you know, as everybody knows, this has been listening to us for a while. It's kind of right up my alley. Um, just, it's a very self deprecating, sad song that, you know, like Andy said, sometimes you're, you're your own worst enemy, but you pick yourself up, get knocked back down and you just feel like that you are going nowhere. Just that that bleak outlook. I don't know why I'm attracted to that in a song. So chasing my tail, my first pick. Well, we are. Doing, I'm going with number one. Um, it's Fishnets, best song on the record by a mile. Um, the imagery, fantastic. One of the, I think it's the best written song on the record. I don't really have much more to say than that. It's just fantastic, top to bottom. I agree with you on that. I think it's the best song, best written song, too. Trigger. Andrew. Wait, did Kyle pick? Yes, fish, yeah, fish nets. Oh, he picked fish nets. Okay, I missed it. Uh, I'm going to go with Close Encounters. Oh, damn you. I think, if I am correct on what I think of the song, I this may be one of the best written songs on there, if I am correct. It's a very complex song. It tells a story with an underlying meaning to it. If I'm correct, and it sounds great. Oh, it much deeper on that song. I, I thought it was pretty cut and dry. That it was aliens. I thought it was pretty cut and dry. It was about religion, but I think Andy. Is <laughs> and probably, I think you're both right. I think Andy is probably right on his take on it. I, I think the song sounds fantastic. I ain't got like it's 
it's probably my least favorite song on the album. Oh, wow, interesting. That'd be my number two. Okay, interesting. But all right, it's back to me. I think the song sounds fantastic, though. Like, I love the the product, the instrumental on that. Um, so second, I'm gonna probably go with "Have a Nice Day." This one's been one that's kind of, I guess, is more recency bias for me. It's one that I've been kind of gravitating towards the last couple of days. Um, like I said, the the melody change, the slight melody change, and the in the chorus really kind of hooked me in on that. And then for you're kind of like taking the high road a little bit, but at the same time, like you said, Andy, you're just going to smile. There's no, no reason to get angry, but I still kind of hope that door hits you on the ass. Mm. Maybe you'll get knocked over and everybody will laugh at you. I kind of like that element of pettiness within the kind of taking the high road aspect of it. So have a nice day. Second pick. Thing interesting. I'm going to go back to uh, what I said. Well, I think the phase I'm living in my life is wrong place, wrong time. You're more in the chase of my tail. I'm in the wrong place, wrong time. Well, I guess while Kyle's over there in the wrong place, wrong time, I'm just going to be chasing a slut in a red and black tube top. <laughs> the, <laughs> I, found, I have found no lie yet. The uh, I I can't deny how much I'll... The, the chorus, the way this chorus sounds, just, it's my favorite sound on the album. Yeah, yeah, I love. I've gotten to where I, I, I really love stop and stare. Um, I guess it's back to me then. Um, I'm gonna go with in between. Uh, I, I've really liked the this song since I first heard a clip of it. I tried to listen to the YouTube video you guys sent. Couldn't really make out the words too much in that. Everybody was. No, it's, it's a, it's a poor. Um, yeah, it wasn't a. Oh no, a you can't hear the words. Yeah, no. song sounded cool, but I couldn't make out the words. Sounds like cool. a banger. Yeah, but once I. I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah, this one's a banger. This one will be fun in concert. Uh, so I'm going to take it as my third pick in between. Stop the stair. Yeah, versus taking. When do you pick? Yeah, you just picked Have a Nice Day. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm the worst. Because when I first listened to it, after Logan, you made your initial criticism. I thought this might be the self ballad. It's not. It kind of starts off that way. And then yeah, it's not, I love uh, this song. I love. Yeah, it. I do too. Um, really like it because it's like, oh, it's gonna tease Logan. And he's gonna get pissed off when the guitar comes in. I think I'm gonna go with I'm. I'm the worst. And what's your song pick? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure yeah. Hey, we're just describing me on this one. whole album. <laughs> Dad yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy, you're up next. Oh, I don't quote me on what I'm gonna say about it, but I think I am correct. I'm gonna go with Haunted House. I believe he said that he wrote this song. This is not a personal experience. He challenged himself to write a song that he had no relation to, and I appreciate that. Not easy to do. Yeah, definitely not. Well, that. Rounds out. I know that we got one left, but it's not enough to everybody to pick one more. So the one that was left out in the cold. Yeah, become finalist in court. Yeah, which I is probably going to be a really fun uh, concert song. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a banger. It, yeah, it's not too much to it, you know. Yeah. So all right, we'll go through our three that we uh, picked. I had chasing my tail. Have a nice day. And in between, uh, Kyle, what three did you get? 
Uh, I believe I had fishnets. Wrong place, wrong time, and I'm the worst. Andy? I had close encounters, stop and stare, and haunted houses. Haunted right. house. Solid picks all the way around. Now, before we close out the show, let's do our three favorite songs. Not draft style, just... Um, Andy, if you want to kick it off, where are your three favorite songs on the album? No particular order. No particular order. Probably actually going to be Close Encounter, Stop and Stare, and Wrong Place, Wrong Time. Uh, yeah, mine are going to be Fishnets, Close Encounters, and uh, probably Wrong Place, Wrong Time. So mine's Chasing My Tail, Fishnets, and I would have to say after that, probably Wrong Place, Wrong Time. So we're all pretty close yeah on what we think the meat of the album is oh, yeah. it's not a bad one on it no there's not a bad song on the record at all I, I was very very happy because you know we've all talked about the sophomore slump that a lot of artists i was kind of scared when they just like yeah. uh teased it i was like oh no oh no but, but they did oh no they delivered oh definitely and treaty oak man i'm telling you it's a band that we've been high on for a while, and I really, really want to see these guys in concert sometime. Yeah, please come um, somewhere east of Atlanta, please. Yeah, come up somewhere a little bit northeast of Atlanta. Yeah, please, I'm begging you. D.C. Yeah. South Myrtle Beach, Columbia. Raleigh. Raleigh. Make it convenient on us. Come to where we live. <laughs> please, we're all poor. We're all poor. We'll be there. All right, well, let us know what you think about the new Treaty Oak Revival record. Uh, have a nice day. Let us know any, anything about the Spotify wrapped, anything that kind of looks weird to y'all, or just if you want to talk about what, what your top songs or top artists were. Love to hear from you. Uh, there's a link in the description of the podcast. It says click here to leave us a voicemail. That's the place to do it. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com, for blog content. And if you want to check out some of our brand-new hat line that we just released, coldcanshatco.com is now available and live. Uh, we have about 14 different hats to choose from. You can pick the color you want, different design you want, and then it will be shipped to you within about a week. Uh, it's coldcanshatco.com. Uh, for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I am Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars, a great review, and click subscribe on your way out. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys.